Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello, NRL fans. Welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky, and welcome to a little bonus pod here, a signing breakdown. I've got Nomis with me, mate. Nom, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are yourself? I'm good. Mate, I wish I was paying harsh right now with some of the figures getting thrown out here. That's why we're here to talk today. We're obviously reeling from the news here that the Broncos are, according to the Courier-Mail, closing in on a 10-year, $10 million contract for the young 21-year-old Payne Haas. Nom, initial thoughts when you hear 10 years for 10 mil for Payne? I'm, I'm really not a fan of these deals. You know, it's uh, 10 years. That's... Look, obviously, I'm, I'm not sure this is a bit of like sort of um, overreaction or I guess, you know, the, uh, is Kevy or, you know, the the decision makers at the Broncos, they're trying to set out a message that, you know, look, we can keep our, we can, you know, retain our players too by, you know, sending out, you know, this 10-year contract out to their best player, you know, after losing Sam Walker and Reese Walsh earlier this season. Um, but... Look, I think because we've seen that with you know with the Tomalolo deal, that hasn't um, you know it's it's a lot to sort of you know for for the player themselves as well to actually have that motivation, knowing that you know their their career is pretty much all taken care of. Um, yeah, I, I'm just not a fan of these deals. What about yourself? Look, it's it's a very very scary number. And mm. we're obviously yet to see one of these work. We've seen two very, very close big deals. Obviously, Cherry Evans re-signed for the seven years with Manly. And you could say that's been... They haven't won a comp, so you can't say it's been a success in terms of, you know, Cherry Evans is one of the top three best halves in the comp. And, you know, it's probably better to have a top three half than not. But a lot of money chewed towards the cap where you can't really round out the roster. And I guess the other one is Jason Tomalolo. Where, where he's not even halfway through the deal and he's already being managed for minutes. So I think very two different players, Haas and Tom Lolo. Haas, you know, much earlier on in his career, less miles in the tank. But kind of want to run through, Nom, um, this article from Fox Sports here. So the last three examples where the Broncos even really big money. So the first one was to Darius Boyd in 2017, gave him a four-year deal worth around 800000 And obviously... Uh, forego the last year and retired. Then you had Anthony Milford, who signed a four-year extension in 2016, worth a miller season. And obviously he is now dropped to reserve grade uh, three times this year. And then the other one, obviously, Jack Bird, who signed on big money to the club. Um, injuries really wrecked that one. But that's three examples where uh, Brisbane have really tried to splash the cash and it's gone horribly wrong. So, I think your first point is a big uh, a big one here. Is it an overreaction to losing the David Fafitas and the Reese Walsh and the Sam Walkers of the world? Is this kind of Ben Eichen, who I guess is up there now as the main decision man? Is this him going, you know what? If you if you come through our juniors and you have talent, we'll lock you up and we'll look after you. I think the Fox Sports article made a pretty good uh, headline. Is it a masterstroke or a $10 million anchor? Because, you know, if Payne Haas doesn't carry on the form that he has, a 10-year contract can submarine a club. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot more risky for the club than the player. I mean... Oh, if you're paying harsh, you're taking it. You're jumping at this. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. But, you know, in terms of your career as well, I mean... I mean... I guess, it. you know, they've already... 
they know the type of player Payne Haas is, but, you know, just your average NRL player, if you had your future set up, if you didn't have to play for your next contract, what does that mean for your week-to-week performance? Um, they've already you know, talked about, you know, like you said, matching um, Tom Alolo's minutes. Surely they have to, you know, start taking care of uh, Payne Haas. You know, you can't, you know, play the full 80 minutes, right, every single week. I mean, they've already started doing that this season. Look, Payne Haas is one of those guys, um, you know, he's played already six games. for. So he came in 2019, uh, was obviously the rookie of the year and won prop of the year uh, in his rookie season. Outstanding, outstanding start to his career. He's obviously got six games of origin already in the bank. He's represented Australia twice already. So the the pedigree is there. You know, he's past 50 games for his career. He's doing all those things. To me, he's, you know, signing signing a prop. For 10 years. Um, I kind of think back to, you know, the Petro Seven Receivers and the Shane Webkeys, you know, some of those great uh, Broncos props that have multiple premierships. You know, if they were coming up, would those great Brisbane teams give a 10-year contract away? I find it pretty hard to believe that they would. This is obviously a very different climate and the salary cap's gone up, but 10 million for... He's proven, like, he's, he's not like, you know, a flash in the pan. We've seen there's been three years of this consistently now, but... It's just a lot, a lot of money that you're banking on a player in a position where not necessarily going to always get you the win on on every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's a million a season on a prop. Yeah, like, you know, Reese Walsh, Sam Walker coming through the grade at Brisbane, you know, they can, they can single-handedly win your game. And I think Payne Haas has shown a couple of times in his career he can really, you know, swing a game and put it in their advantage. But can he win out of the 24 games in the season? Can he win... 12 of them on his own? Probably not. You know, even if he has some of those rampaging 200-meter games that he can have, you know, now instead of playing 70 minutes a game, do we want to lower that to 55 minutes because he's on this 10-year deal and you want to make sure that the the last five years is as good as the first five years? It's such a balancing act here. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, geez. Like, I get that, you know, they want to, you know, he, he, he's good pedigree. He's, you know, in his what, three years in the NRL, he's, he's shown to be good sorts and he's got a massive entrance. But, yeah, I, I, I just, I'm just really not a fan of these 10-year deals. I, I don't know if it's beneficial for the club or even the player's career. It's just, yeah. Yeah. W- w- one of the projects we want to do in the offseason, obviously, is the pyramid. I've been talking a lot about it. It's the Hall of Fame pyramid where we'll kind of go through the NRL era and, you know, the players that matter that, you know, you can't really talk the... The, the history of the NRL era without. And, you know, there's a bunch of players, about six players um, that aren't on that pyramid yet, obviously because very early on in the career, but you can just tell they're going to be on that pyramid. And I think Payne Haas is on that short list. I think there's no denying that, you know, but I, I kind of look back and I'm doing this pyramid now and, you know, there's a lot of players on that list that I would not give 10-year, 10, 10 million contracts to. And I think it's just the expectation now on the kid to, you know, he's got his money, no matter what, he's going to have that 10 mil, He's another ten years exactly. of he's another ten years of security. Do you get the best out of out of Payne Haas in those years? I, I, I just struggled to, um, you know, when you've got that that level of success and security, does it drive you know the ambition to come to training every day and out train the next guy? You know, can that last for ten years? I, I I'm not a professional athlete. I don't know the answer to that, but it's a it's a lot. And you know, if this was a five year five million dollar deal, I think it's a I think that's a still a big deal and you know it's probably good on both sides but as soon as you go past five years really in any sport you kind of just I, I don't know how many of those contracts ever in the history of sport work out 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, like, I know what you're saying about you not being a professional athlete. How many rings from uh, your Ozpac competitions have you had, <laughs> mate? Mate, if you said to me at the start of my Ozpac career that I had 10 years of it and I can do whatever I wanted, you know, I would be... I'd be on the bench for most of the game. I'd be telling you what to do. So I can't imagine what it's like in a contact physical sport like the NRL, a grind of a season, you know, through winter, through hot mums, you know. It's going to be interesting. This is going to be a real, real litmus test because we have not seen one of these. We've seen these contracts. We haven't seen it to a player this young in their career. And I think this is going to be, you know, there's been, there's always in every sport, there's some contracts that set the market. And, you know, really, I think this is one where, if he gets to, obviously, age 31 will be the last year of that deal. If he gets to age 31 and this looks like a good deal, um, then we might see we might see more of these throughout. You know, if he's four or five years in and still playing some great footy, I think we'll see some young guys get these type of deals. But, you know, by year three, if Payne Haas just turns into another forward in the NRL, I think this deal will die for a player of that age. Yeah, that's right. Um, I feel like where we've seen these longer teams, deals work maybe in let's say Nathan Cleary and Caelan Ponga's case they've got you know they've got extensions of contract I think Nathan Cleary when they signed him they've got him for about five years those deals are sort of you know they're around the one million mark and you know I'm sure we'll be talking about this in the next podcast but you know I think five years it's a good amount of time 10 years it's just that's pretty much yeah a lifetime in, in the NRL my, clo- my closing argument to you, Nom, is I think from what we've seen in the NRL the last three years with the rule changes and how much the game has evolved, you know, you look at some of the big bobbers and the forwards up front where mm. they're just kind of getting extinct now. Some some players that have no lateral and no stamina, they're out of the game now. And who knows what the NRL is going to look like in 10 years, you know? In five years, you know, you might have centers as forwards. That's the type of body type that you want, a big, strong, <laughs> tall, lanky... You know, you, you laugh, but you don't know what that is. You know, we get all the contact out of the game and some of these real big shots that's in the game right now. A player like Payne Haas may have no spot in the game in five years. So I think, like you said, five years is the absolute max because with the way the game is changing, the rules, how we're trying to innovate the game, make it quicker and faster, more friendly viewing. To me, the, the forwards are going to be the, the ones that go out of style the most. So I think it's a huge risk. He's a great player, but it's a huge risk uh, to kind of wrap up my, my point. And what's your last closing thoughts on this one, Nom? No, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. You know, you when Jason Tamalolo signed 10 years, 10 million, that the game was completely different back then. I think that was like three, four years ago. And you make a great point, you know, the way the NRL is going, the number of rule changes we've had in the past past 18 months with Six against the no contact to the head, uh, you know, pretty much no scrums. Just it's they might be playing odds tag, you know. <laughs> Maybe you do need, you know, like a Campbell Graham up in the uh, forwards just to a yeah, big body. It's yeah, it's it's such a risk. Look, it's, it's an interesting one, and when it looks like from all reports, it's done. So, uh, you know, at the end of the close of the season, I think I want to do a podcast about all the all the signings and the re-signings and kind of do one big podcast on it. But I think this is obviously going to be, like I said, this is potentially a market-setting deal. But again, it's it's a huge risk on both parties, the player and the club, like you said. And it's one we're going to have to watch. So, Nom, thanks for coming on, mate. No worries. Always happy to be on board. And thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers.